Hello, church family and friends. Praise God. We welcome you to another online broadcast for Abundant Life Family Church. Praise God. I'm Pastor Monty. This is Pastor Don. And we praise the Lord that you're with us again today because we're going to get in further to some exciting things that are going to bless you in this time in which we live. Hallelujah. Towards the end of the service, we're going to receive communion together. So be ready for that. And uh, we want to again thank everyone for their continued faithful prayers and support. We really do appreciate that. Praise God. Yes, we do. And if you're looking for a church home and you're in the Portland metro area, we welcome you to come and be with us at 10 a.m. right into Wallaton. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Amen. So amen. Should we get right into it? We should. Amen. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, we do thank you and thank praise you. you for this time together once again today. And Lord, we thank you that you said if we lift up the name of Jesus, not only would he draw all men unto him, but that, Lord, he would be glorified in our midst and that, Lord, our needs would be met as we look to him, the author and the finisher of our faith. So once again today, Lord, we thank you for this privilege. We thank you for opening the word to our spirits. And we thank you for the edification that every person receives today Mm -hmm. in Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, praise God. Let's, uh, if you have your Bibles, and hopefully you do, let's turn over again to Galatians chapter 3. And uh, we have been teaching this series on faith for last day's living. Faith for last day's living. The Word of God pulsates faith. Faith begins where the will of God is known for sure. And so if you happen to be turning in today and you haven't heard any of our previous broadcasts, to just reiterate for just a moment about faith, uh, we're to live by faith. And the scriptures make that abundantly clear. Four different passages, uh, as we've looked at in previous sessions together, uh, they have told us that we're to live by faith. The just shall live by faith. Amen. So if you're a believer, if you're a Christian, then uh, our call, or that we may say even the mandate from heaven, is to live by faith. That's faith right. in what? Uh, faith in what we see around us or faith in God? Well, of course, that's an easy one to answer. The scriptures tell us that we're to place our faith in God. Now, that doesn't mean we don't look to the natural in any area, as we've been discussing on previous broadcasts, but our faith, first and foremostly, needs to be in the Lord Jesus Christ. And in this series, particularly what we have been focusing in on is the need for living by faith in these most uncertain times. Of course, Everyone knows that uh, the pandemic, which is worldwide, and if anybody's been paying attention, or <laughs> it doesn't, it's hard to hide this, That's but right. uh, uh, the virus, mm-hmm. the virus, the coronavirus is such a major talking point every day. We're bombarded uh, by the news media, uh, by what we read online and everything. How many people are sick? how many people have died, mm-hmm. etc. The list goes on and on. Right. And uh, so fear comes by hearing repeatedly about all the bad things that are happening. Well, we have good news for you today. We can have faith in God and God hastens his word, or in other words, he, he watches over his word to perform it if we believe it. Yes. And as believers, that's our nature anyway, is our inclination, mm-hmm. spiritual inclination, by nature, once we're born again, mm-hmm. is to believe what God said over whatever else is said all around us. All right. Yes, so, amen. of course, 
we've uh, we've looked at the scripture, Second Timothy one and seven, for where it says, and most of you can quote this by heart, but it says, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but the spirit of power, the spirit of love, and a sound mind, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. That's and the spirit right. of a sound mind. That's right. And of a sound mind. And of a sound mind. <laughs> and of a sound mind. Yes. Sometimes you, uh, you got in your heart and you got to connect it with your mouth. Right. We, we a- analyze it. But that's right. Uh, God hasn't given us the spirit of fear. Mm-hmm. So all of this today is about, once again, a quickening to your yes. spirit, uh, which will bear witness with what the word of God says, and it'll bring comfort and edification to you. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. And I think too, honey, you know, um, the Lord doesn't want us to just get by. He, you know, we're just getting by in life. You hear some people say, well, mm-hmm. how are you doing today? I'm just getting by or I'm surviving. surviving. <laughs> yeah, I'm he surviving. wants us to thrive and he wants us to have the victory That's over right. every situation. So as we look at the word of God and we look at these scriptures and perhaps you already know these things or maybe mm-hmm. you forgot about them. But he wants us to look at the word of God through his eyes. The Lord does. So we can see what we have. That's right. And we can, and we can act on what we have. Mm-hmm. There's a lot that he's provided for his children when we have a relationship with him. Amen. A lot. Amen. So we, we have to keep these things before our eyes. And we'll get into this a little bit later as far as with meditation. But it's important. Uh, uh, worry is negative meditation. Yes. Worry is ne- negative meditation. And if we listen continuously to what the news is saying, then you hear about all the sickness, all the deaths and the fear. It's getting worse. Mm -hmm. Second wave is coming and all these things. And it's all negative and it brings worry and it brings fear. It brings unrest and an unsettledness. Mm -hmm. Well, God wants us to be settled in him, settled in what he and his will say from the word of God. And his will is that you be healed. His will is that you don't live a life of fear. Praise God. Amen. So in uh, Galatians chapter 3, and we looked at this last time. We're going to go over a few scriptures we did last time, but we're going to move forward because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God and repetition builds. Repetition builds. So don't be so concerned about, well, we got to get to a new scripture. Let's make sure that we have the scriptures that we do know solidly in our heart. That's right. So that we can quote them. You remember that Jesus, Jesus, when he went out uh, into the wilderness and was tempted of the devil, he was out there 40 days, 40 nights. You remember that? After he was baptized in the River Jordan by John the Baptist, mm-hmm. that uh, the devil came and tempted him and misquoted the scriptures. And we as believers need to be able to rightly quote them because we've rightly meditated on the truth that they reveal. That's right. Amen? Amen. Praise God. So in Galatians chapter 3, as we look at this subject here, living by faith in these last days, or faith for last days living, in Galatians chapter 3, let's look again here in the scriptures where it says, uh, and let's start again in uh, verse, let's start here. In verse nine, let's, let's start back in verse nine again. It says, so they, so then they which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. Now we're of the seed of Abraham. Okay. And Abraham was declared righteous or was laid up for righteousness because he believed what God said to him. Right. And you can find this all back in the book so of Genesis. To him. Yes. It was laid up for him mm-hmm. or accounted, accounted. to him mm-hmm. for imputed. righteousness, imputed 
Righteousness was imputed because he simply took God at what God said to him. Okay? And uh, that's how we do the same thing today through the Lord Jesus Christ. All right? right. So we're blessed with faithful Abraham, and we're following in the same footsteps. For as many, verse 10 says, as are of the works of the law, under the curse, for it is written, cursed is everyone that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. Okay, mm-hmm. so if you read the book of Galatians, you see where Paul was bringing uh, a clarity to the understanding of the place of the law or the Ten Commandments, what we call in the Old Testament. Okay, now in the New Testament, we have a covenant that's established upon better promises. So the promises in the new include all of the benefits and blessings of the old and plus more Amen. because they're signed, sealed and delivered through what Jesus did 2,000 years ago. It's a far better covenant. It's a far better covenant, the book of Hebrews tells us. So, but the curse was, is that everyone who didn't continue in uh, the things that were written, in all the things that were written therein. So that was the curse. And the real curse was not being able to keep the law to the nth degree that God had commanded. Uh, if a person didn't do one thing right, then that opened the door to the curse. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, that was a hard thing to fulfill in the Old Testament. Of course, the, the high priest, right. people went before the high priest every year and they mm-hmm. offered sacrifices. And not to get too much in the weeds about that, know that the blood of Jesus has paid it all for us mm-hmm. today. Glory to God. God. But that curse was not being able to keep the law to that nth degree or to the very finite point of the law. If you miss it in just one little area, then you opened your door, opened the door to the curse coming on you. Right. So the law, the Bible tells us, was the schoolmaster, as you read on further in uh, Galatians chapter 3, to bring us to faith in Jesus Christ and what he would do in the great plan of redemption. Mm-hmm. All right? Nice. But let's read on here. Uh, and before we do, actually, James 2, I'll just bring this scripture out. But James 2.10 says, uh, For whosoever shall keep the whole law and yet offend Uh, in one point, he is guilty of all. So that scripture brings out the fact that if you did one thing wrong, you've offended your, in other words, it's like keeping none of it. Either it's all being kept or none of it is. Amen. Wow. So think about that. Think about every family had to have a farm in their backyard with all the different animals because, Mm -hmm. you know, they had to, uh, without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins. And back then that's, those, the blood of the animals just covered the sins. They didn't actually wash away the sins. So you'd spend, you know, instead of trying to make dinner, you'd be spending all day probably sacrificing. To yeah, now, getting, getting all the burnt offerings I and mean, all the different sacrifices. We laugh sacrificial... about it now, but you think about it back then. Those were not the good old days. We as Christians in the New Testament, <laughs> believing and endeavoring to walk in the light of God's wow. word, it's like the saying you might have heard before, we have it made in a shade. Wow. You know, you think sure. about, you didn't have you, microwave Lord. ovens and even ovens to where you could cook stuff and do stuff and you didn't have all the different things that they had to go through in the Old Testament. But if you they talk sinned, about, yeah, of course, to cover their sins. Time. Yeah, they had to do all of these different Wash things. It and prepare it and oh sacrifice my. it in a certain way. And it just, it just was. If you sinned again, you have to start all the way over. Yeah, it's just, it, it was just way too much. Oh my. But praise God for Jesus Christ. And that's why we're looking at this and this is so important. Yes. So as we read on here further in Galatians 3, it says, uh, but that no man, verse 11, 
but that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God, it is evident for the just shall live by faith. And that's one of the verses we brought out of before about faith for living in these last days. Okay. Mm -hmm. And we've used that as a keynote text. Now let's read on again here in verse 12. And the law is not of faith, but the man that doeth them shall live in them. Okay. So we need to be a doer of the word. Yeah. All right. Verse 13, Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law. And praise God, that is shouting Amen. ground. Yes, it is. Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law. Yes. And again, part of the curse was, is trying to keep the whole thing to the nth degree and not stumble at one point. Amen. And as James said, be guilty of all. Mm -hmm. So praise God, Christ hath redeemed us. Yes, he now has. again, hath is what? It's past tense. It's past tense. It's so this is a past tense reality in God's great plan of redemption. Yes. Yeah, all right. So Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is every one that hangeth on a tree. Well, who hung on a tree? Jesus and the tree did. is speaking of the cross. Mm -hmm. It was pointing forward, as this is quoted from the Old Testament, this points forward to the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes. All right? So Jesus hung on the cross. He bled. He died. He was whipped. He was beaten. He took every sickness, every disease, every pain, every sin that would ever come before the throne of God because of what mankind did. Right. And he totally defeated it and redeemed mankind from a legal, legal perspective at the cross 2,000 years ago. Once and for all. So praise God. Nobody has to go back and die for the sins of man. We don't have to offer burnt offerings. We don't have to have a sacrificial system in place because Jesus did it all. Yes, and the Bible tells us Christ has been sacrificed for us and he is our Passover today. Yes, Praise God. But he was, you, he hath redeemed us. Yes. Praise God. Amen. That, as the scripture goes on, verse 14, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. So the blessing of Abraham was ratified fully and completely in the New Testament through the Lord Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So the Spirit of God in the Old Testament promised that the Redeemer was going to come forth one day. Hallelujah. Amen. And He did. And His name and the is the Lord fulfilled. Jesus Christ. Yes. Amen. Amen. So the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. All right. So the blessing of Abraham coming on us Mm -hmm. And we receive this promise of the Spirit. How? Through faith. Through faith. So we're declared righteous by faith. We're to walk by faith, not by sight. Second Corinthians 5, verse 7. We looked at that a couple of weeks ago. Mm -hmm. So our daily living is to be looking to the Lord. Yes. And looking to Him to provide for whatever it is we have need of. And mm -hmm. particularly, we're looking at this in the light of God's plan of redemption mm -hmm. to keep us from any type of sickness, disease, or any type of plague or virus, or anything that would come yes. to us in these last days. Anything. Anything. It doesn't matter Nothing's what it is. difficult for the Lord. You know, I'm so glad, you, like you were saying, um, that, you know, Christ, Christ hath redeemed us, um, being made a for us. So it's not like he's like, oh, you know, I didn't, I forgot about that one plague. Mm -hmm. Or that's a new pestilence. I don't remember covering that. No, the blood of Jesus covered it all. That's and right. he washed us, uh, washed all of our sins. So if he washed all of our sins, past, present, and future, you think about people that aren't even born yet. 
He paid for their sins already. That's right. What a but they awesome still have to package. receive him. They still have to receive it. Mm-hmm. In the same way, we still have to receive his free gift, not only of eternal life, but also of healing, the package of healing. Right. You know, we talk about free gifts. You talk about a gift. A gift is someone that can give you something, and it's free to you. It might have cost them something, but they're giving it to Probably you free, did. and all you have to do is receive it. Amen. All you have to do is receive it. You don't have to work for it. You don't have to buy it. You don't mm-hmm. have to. That's what a gift is. It's free. That's right. And it's and it's uh, it's a treasure that you get to receive on behalf of another person. Mm-hmm. And it was the Lord's good pleasure to do this for us mm-hmm. and to bestow His gifts upon us. But it cost Him everything. That's it right. It cost Him His life. And so the Lord doesn't do anything like you're saying. You know, even from the Word of God, honey, uh, halfway or mediocre, or, oh, I, I, I missed that one. Mm-hmm. He doesn't miss anything. That's right. Because he sees all, knows all. And that's right. And that's what's so awesome about this. So all this that's come up on the scene here in the last few months, they didn't catch the Lord by surprise. That's right. That's right. And if he's not, he took care he's, of that. He's not concerned. Uh, heaven's not at a standstill, having conferences, Lord's trying to figure out what to do crown, because crown. there's coronavirus yeah. that's here didn't on earth. Off. Amen. All right. And we're not making light of anybody who has been sick. Okay. But we're not saying it's not real. What we're saying is, is that through the Lord Jesus Christ and his great plan of redemption, that we don't need to be afraid of that or any other plague. That's right. And we're denouncing its ability to have a hold on you. That's right. Because otherwise we'd be saying it was greater than God. That's right. That's right. But like I said, Jesus didn't miss that one, and he got that's the one that got away. No, he covered everything. Amen. He got everything, took care of everything for you and I. Amen. And Praise that's, God. That's what, that's what we're rejoicing in. Amen. So now, if you skip down, because uh, we need to see here further here, uh, look down at verse 21. It says, Is the law then against the promises of God? God forbid. For there could there could have been a law given which, for if there could have been a law given, which could have given life, verily righteousness should have come by the law. Mm -hmm. But the scripture hath concluded all under sin that the promise by faith of Jesus Christ might be given to them that believe. Okay? So we need to believe in the promises of God and believe in the redemption that's in Christ Jesus. That's right. Amen. Now go on, keep reading. Verse 23. But before faith came, we were kept under the law, shut up into unto the faith, which should afterwards be revealed. Yes. Wherefore, the law was our schoolmaster. In other words, it pointed us, mm-hmm. it schooled us in the direction of seeing what we very easily yeah. that our we need a redeemer. Our errors, yes. That we can't do it on our own. That's right. So it was a schoolmaster to what? To bring us to bring us unto Christ that we might be justified by faith. Glory to God. Not by our works. Not by not by faith. Good deeds. Not by not by our good works, right? But by faith. But after that faith has come, we are no longer under schoolmaster. Okay? So the law was under the old covenant. Mm -hmm. Okay? We're under the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ in the New Testament. New covenant, true grace that comes through the Lord Jesus Christ. For you are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. If you've been born again, if you've accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, then you're a child of God. You are a child of God. For, look what it goes on to say, for as many of you has been baptized 
into Christ have put on Christ. Now, how will we be baptized into Christ? Well, of course, most people know about water baptism, but that comes after you accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. It's an outward evidence of an inward previous work, okay? So, but we're baptized into the body of Christ or into Christ by the work of the Holy Spirit. Or in other words, we're immersed into the body of Christ or brought into the body of Christ by the work of the Holy Spirit. That's why Jesus said you you must be born again. And so we're just as much, you are just as much a child of God as anyone else, irregardless of feelings that you may have at any given moment. If you've accepted the Lord Jesus Christ, you are a child of God. Mm -hmm. You're just as much a child of God as the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Now that blows most people's minds. That's right. People are like, well, Jesus, of course, he's the son of God. That's why we can't grasp it. I don't quite measure up. And so in our finite minds, we can have a challenging time wrapping our arms, so to speak, around the whole thought of, I am just as much a child of God uh, as a son of God, a daughter of God, as the Lord Jesus Christ himself. And the answer is emphatically, yes, you are. If you've been born again, you are a child of God. Hallelujah. Amen. So you're all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. Now, if you go on to read, we just read verse 27, for as many of you as have put on, been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Mm-hmm. So in other words, we allow that inward work to be reflected outside as we begin to grow in the things of God. Amen. And we renew our mind. We looked at this last week, mm-hmm. Romans 12, verses 1 and 2, where Paul was telling the church there that they needed to renew their mind that they might prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. But the only way we're going to have a transformed life is by renewing our mind. In other words, changing the way that we think to think like God thinks, okay? So we can know what we have. So we can know what we have. And know what His perfect will is. And this goes back to that very point, honey, doesn't it? That, That when we think the way that God thinks, we can stretch out the hand of faith and see that because of a covenant that I have with God, because I'm a child of God, mm-hmm. I can, from a legal standpoint, receive from Him, and the spirit of fear shrinks. It has no it has longer dissipate. a it place. It dissipates because it no longer has a rightful position in my life because knowledge is power. And so these, right. this is why this right here is so powerful that we're reading because... Mm-hmm. It's life-changing. That's right. And I think too, honey, not to interrupt you, but I think too, that's why the devil fights people so hard. He doesn't want you to know what you have as a believer. Mm -hmm. He doesn't want you to know your rights and privileges that Jesus purchased for you to give you a free gift. You know, you think about the creator, almighty God, creator of the universe has bestowed all these things upon us and purchased these things with his, his son's own blood so that we can have a redemption Mm-hmm. Of, uh, our, of our sins. We can have forgiveness of sins. We can have, our bodies can be redeemed from the curse of the law. No wonder the devil fights people so hard. He wants to keep you from that knowledge, keep you from going to church so you can learn about these things, mm-hmm. keep you from reading the Bible. Keep you isolated. Keep you isolated. By yourself, uh, nobody Not cares. return to church, perhaps. Not stay, you know, iron sharpeneth iron. But mm-hmm. we got to stay sharp for the things of God. Yes. Especially in this day and age, we need to be in the Word of God, praying That's every right. day, in church, assembling where you can, or go to church where you can. You know, you want mm-hmm. to stay with your with your own fellowship, 
But watch the podcast. You know, if you go to a different church and you're being fed, stay stay there and, and be fed. Yep. Watch the t- you be know faithful. watch the pad- podcast like you're watching ours today. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're open, um, you know, uh, on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. But the whole point is. We need to stay in the Word of God so we can stay in remembrance of these things because we can so easily forget what the Lord's provided for us. Right. Or not stay sharp in that, that way. And, because we're human. And we have to keep ourselves in remembrance. We regress yes, in our we thinking. Can. Yeah. After we've been transformed, we start get a hold getting a hold of we don't mean to. that the truth that no plague, no yeah. virus, right. no disease, no sickness, can have a hold on no matter. What it is, if it's a new one that just cropped up mm-hmm. today, next week, next month, next year, it doesn't matter. It doesn't take God by surprise, number one. That's and right. number two, it's already been covered by what Jesus did. Amen. So we don't Glory have to be to afraid. Okay? Amen. Amen. So as we read on here, it says in verse 28, Galatians 3, There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither bond nor free, there is neither male nor female, for you're all one in Christ Jesus. Right. So he goes back and forth talking here that the Jew that's been born again and the Gentile that's come in, they're un, they've been made one through the blood of Jesus Christ. We're in the family of God Amen. together. So it's not just a natural lineage thing that uh, and sometimes people get caught up in that, you know, what their family tree is and what their natural lineage is. Well, you could become a Jew... Uh, in the Old Testament, mm-hmm. if <laughs> if you did certain things, right? Mm-hmm. If if you uh, uh, were circumcised and kept the Passover, you could be as one born in the land. The Bible right. tells us that in the Old Testament. Right. So it, what's important today in 2020 is that we've been blood washed by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ and we've entered into the blood of the everlasting covenant. Praise his holy Amen. name. So as we read on here, in verse 29, this is where we wanted to get. And if ye be Christ's, and if ye be Christ's, mm-hmm. and if ye be Christ. Now he's writing to believers, the church at Galatia, Paul is, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And if ye be Christ, and if ye be Christ, there's an if. Yeah. What do you mean, am I Christ? Well, if you've been born again, mm-hmm. you're blood washed. Mm-hmm. If you've accepted Jesus as your own personal Savior, then you are in the family of God. You're a child of God and you are Christ. You are in him. Yes. Glory Amen. to God. And to if you be Christ, then guess what? This is what goes with this. Then are ye Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Amen. Glory to God. Heirs according to the promise. So you're an heir to the covenant of healing. Mm-hmm. You're an heir to the forgiveness of sins when you need it. First John 1, 9. Amen. We talk about that every week. Mm-hmm. And as a Christian, when we need forgiveness, we go to 1 John 1, 9. It was written to Christians to yes. receive forgiveness as we need it, when we need it, mm-hmm. when we sin. We repent and ask the Lord to forgive us. Amen. But if you be Christ, then are you Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Mm-hmm. So the promise is solidified through the Lord Jesus Christ. That's right. The promise of what? The covenant that God gave that we'd become a child of God. And if we're a child of God, then we're an heir to everything that God wants to give to his children. That's right. Glory to God. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Now, Deuteronomy 28. Let's go over here. Let's, because this is the next logical question. 
And we should ask ourselves, what was the curse of the law? Now, we've looked at this a couple of times here in the last sessions, but it bears, again, repetition. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. The Word of God is not going to change. So as you look at Deuteronomy 28, you notice that starting in verse 1, and it goes all the way down through verse 14, it talks about the blessings of diligently hearkening to the voice of the Lord thy God and, and observing all of his commandments to do them. And he starts off talking about blessings. Mm-hmm. Okay? So this is part of the curse of the law that we were talking about a few moments ago. So the first 14 verses down there, he's talking about the blessings. You're going to go out and these blessings are going to overtake you. You're going to be blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed wherever you go. All right. And this includes blessed in, in, in finances and blessed in, in, in physical health and strength and healing. Right. And yes. p- the peace of God. Yes. All right. All of those things covered. But now as, as you go down to verse 15, mm-hmm. it says, but if you, it shall come to pass if you will not hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God to observe all his commandments and his statutes, which I command thee this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. And he talks about you're going to be cursed in this city and cursed in the field. And uh, he goes on along that line. Yeah. Now, if you skip down to verse 13, and we read some of this before, but again, we need to look at this and allow this to really sink in deep. Okay, because what are we looking at again? We're looking at, does any virus, any sickness, any disease have any legal right to attach itself to you? Absolutely not. not. As a child of God, you have been redeemed and you are an heir, as we just read there in Galatians 3. So down in verse 13, look what it says. It says, and the Lord. Okay, so the Lord, let's look down here. Uh, We went down to verse 15. But if let's go down and we read about the curses there. Yeah, the blessings are one through 13 and then the curses come for the disobedience. Right. Verses 14 through. Yeah, down through uh, 22. But let's but let's go down here because I'm trying to skip for time here. It says down in verse 20, Mm -hmm. it says the Lord shall send upon thee cursing and vexation. And this is Deuteronomy 28. And the Lord shall send upon thee cursing and vexation and rebuke or, or permit allow. in all that thou settest thine hand unto do for do until thou be destroyed and until thou perish quickly because of the wickedness of thy doings whereby thou hast forsaken me. Mm-hmm. So see, this goes back again, brothers and sisters, to the fact that God saw wickedness as disobedience. He saw them as not doing what he told them to do. Right. Now, praise God. That these things, and God permitted these things, mind you, as she just said a moment ago, to come on people. But he's not just setting up in heaven today waiting for you to make the first sin, do the wrong thing. First thing, and wham, wrapping your knuckles. Wham, like a fly swatter and trying to hit you. Remember, this is the Father God we're talking about. We're talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. He doesn't want to do those things. He doesn't want these things to come upon us. That's why he sent Jesus to redeem us. Okay? So we don't want to have our mindset wrong in that God's just waiting for us to do the wrong thing. But you see that disobedience was wickedness and it opened the door through that to have these curses put upon them. Now, Jesus paid all this, right? So as we read on here, uh, what I want you to particularly notice is as 
in verse 21, as we go on reading, the Lord shall make the pestilence. I want you to underline that in your Bibles, if you haven't already, the pestilence to cleave unto thee until it, until he have consumed thee off the land, whither thou goest to possess it. The Lord shall smite thee with the consumption, and with a fever, and with an inflammation, with an extreme burning, and with the sword, and with the blasting, and with the mildew. And, and they shall pursue thee until thou perish. So see, we all, these physical things coming upon you, right? Mm-hmm. But I want you to keep in mind the pestilence, okay? Now yes. skip down to verse 44. Yes. And honey, can I say something really sure. quick? You know, it says here in Joshua 24, um, and you say, well, is the decision mine? Yes, you know, Joshua's talking about here in, in uh, Joshua 24, verse um, 14. It says, you know, he's talking about, Now therefore fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and truth and put away the gods which your fathers served mm-hmm. on the other side of the flood in Egypt and serve ye the Lord. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom ye will serve. So God's given us a free will, a choice. That's We're right. the ones that decide. Who are we going to serve? What are we going to do? That's, There's, that's why Deuteronomy talks about if you do this, then this will happen. If you do that, this will happen. And there's consequences for whatever action we take, just like there should be today. We've seen a lot of lawlessness in the land, but when you take God out, godlessness, then you have lawlessness, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the way that there's proper order, God does everything in decency and order. So, mm-hmm. you know, as a government should be, the way, um, the way that our home should be mm-hmm. in decency and truth. And um, so, when, you know, there's consequences. When I was little, I, you know, I got disciplined for doing things wrong. When our kids were little, they did, when they did things wrong, they, they, dis- they were disciplined. That's part mm-hmm. of the training up. But the Lord's left it up to us to make those decisions based yes. on the Word of God. If you do this, and He's a just Heavenly Father mm-hmm. to let us know that there's consequences, good or bad, you know, for whatever we do. Yep, exactly right. It doesn't make us do anything in other words. Exactly. Now, in the New Testament, we have grace. We have more wiggle room. But still, as we see in uh, 1 Corinthians 11, when we receive communion, which we're going to do here in just a few minutes, uh, we need to rightly discern the Lord's body so that we're not sick. We don't open up the door to sickness and disease. Or if we do have it, we understand that through what Jesus did on the cross 2,000 years ago, Mm -hmm. that legally redemptively speaking, that healing belongs to me. So we can kick it out of our body by what we start to believe and what we start to say. All right? right. So in Deuteronomy, as she was bringing up there just a moment ago, and and we'll look at this here before time runs out today. But if you go down to Deuteronomy uh, verses 44 and 45, he said, and he shall lend to thee and thou shall not lend to him. He shall be the head and thou shall be the tail. Moreover, all these curses shall come on thee and shall pursue thee and overtake thee till thou be destroyed because thou hearkenest not unto the voice of the Lord thy God to keep his commandments and his statutes, which he commanded thee. Now, finally, if you skip down to verse uh, 58, look what it goes on to say. And we're skipping here down. I encourage you to read the whole section here, but this has to do with healing. This has to do with wellness in your physical body. That's why we're highlighting these particular scriptures. Mm-hmm. But in verse 58, it says, If thou will not observe to do all the words of this law that are written in this book, that thou mayest fear this glorious and fearful name, the Lord thy God, then the Lord will make thy plagues wonderful and the plagues of thy seed, even great plagues, right? Mm-hmm. 
Three times he talks about plagues here. And of long continuance and of sore sickness and of long continuance. Moreover, he shall bring upon thee all the diseases of Egypt, which thou wast afraid of. See, fear opens the door to these things. And they shall cleave unto thee. Also, and this should be highlighted in your Bible if it isn't already, Mm -hmm. and every sickness and every sickness and every sickness and every plague and every plague. Covers them all. And every plague. Mm -hmm. Every plague. Every plague. Even if it's not mentioned, even if it didn't have a name. All right? And every plague which is not written in the book of this law, them will the Lord bring upon thee until thou be destroyed. And he leaves there in verse 62, and you shall be left few in number, whereas you were as the stars of heaven for multitude, because thou wouldest not obey the voice of the Lord thy God. So obedience, perfect obedience, was a necessity to not having the curses. Now, in the New Testament, we have forgiveness by the blood of Jesus, First John 1, 9 after right. we've been saved. So there's a longer period and we don't want to, again, First John talks about not habitually practicing sin that we know is sin, which is very important to staying healthy and living a long life here on mm-hmm. the face of this earth. Amen. Walking in the light of God's word you have, endeavoring to do that. When you miss it, you ask the Lord to forgive you. This is all part of it. Mm-hmm. But what we wanted you to see here today is every plague, every plague, all these plagues, they, they right. come upon you. Well, we see the plague on the earth today, we do. right? That gets Different all plagues. this time that people are consumed by it day in and day out, mm-hmm. online, on the news, television, radio, etc. So we don't have to be afraid of it. We don't have to be afraid right. of it. You see, the yeah. scripture tells us there in Deuteronomy 30, as honey, you were reading, I was thinking of this scripture when you brought up there, uh, Joshua 24, mm-hmm. where it talked about, you know, choosing yeah. whom you're going to serve this one day. Yeah. Choose this our day. Decision. It's our decision. Amen. But in Deuteronomy 30, verse 19, it says, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you. Yes. That I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life. Yes. That both thou and thy seed may live, that thou mayest love the Lord thy God, that thou mayest obey his voice, and that thou mayest cleave unto him, for he is thy life and the length of thy days. Praise God. And that thou mayest dwell in the land which the Lord swear unto thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give them. So he said here, choose life. God doesn't make the decision up. He's already made the decision, and from a legal standpoint, He's given us all things that pertain to life and godliness for living on the face of this earth for all of our days. That's right. So God doesn't want you sick. He does not want you filled with fear. He does not want you diseased. He doesn't want tumors in your body. He doesn't want you lame. He doesn't want you filled with weaknesses, infirmities. He wants you well. Amen. But as the scripture says there in Matthew 8, 17, and we're going to end here today before we receive communion. Matthew 8, 17, and we read this last week. But Matthew was quoting from the book of Isaiah 53, which talked about forward-looking prophetically to the time that there would be a supreme sacrifice for our sins and our sicknesses. And that happened at Calvary. And in Matthew chapter 8, Matthew chapter 8, it says in verse 16, when the even was come, 
They brought unto him many that were possessed with devils, and he cast out the spirits with his word, and he healed, now get this, all that were sick. Amen. He healed how many? All. How many? Every single one of them. All. Mm -hmm. He healed all that were sick, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, meaning Isaiah, yes. saying himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. Praise God. Amen. He took them once and for all. He took yours. He took mine. And praise God, we can be the recipients of this promise today in 2020. And looking back to Calvary, know that himself, Jesus, took our infirmities. He proved, he healed everybody that yes. day to prove yes. that there wasn't anything, anything the devil could throw the way of humanity that could stop the power of Almighty God and his healing, miracle-working power. Praise God. Amen. If you're out there today and you're listening and you're saying, I have never accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as my personal Savior, and I would like to do so today. You talked about being a child of God and by being born again. Well, I've never been born again. Or perhaps you're in a backslidden condition. We want you to pray with us right now out of your heart because the Bible says, if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, we shall be saved. Amen. We believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. By faith, we are the children of God, as we read earlier in the scripture. Mm -hmm. So what do you do? You believe something and you say something. Mm -hmm. And it's heartfelt. It's not just repeating somebody's words. So I want you to bow your head in prayer right now. And if you're in a place where you can, get down on your knees and bow your head. And repeat this, not just say these words, but say it out of your heart. Say, Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, I come to you, I come to you in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And I ask you today, and I ask you today to forgive me of my sin. To forgive me of my sin. Cleanse me. To cleanse me. Make me new. Make me new. As I invite the Lord Jesus Christ. As I invite the Lord Jesus Christ into my heart. Into my heart. To be my personal savior. To be my personal savior. I trust him. I trust him with my eternity. With my eternity. I trust him. I trust him as my only savior. As my only savior. This this day, this day, because I receive him, because I receive and him, receiving him and receiving him is receiving eternal life is receiving eternal life. And I want to thank you, Lord. And I want to thank you, Lord, for creating me anew, for creating me anew, making me new on the inside, making me new on the inside and helping me and helping me this day forward, this day forward to walk with you, to walk with you all the days of my life, all the days of my life that are in front of me, that are in front of me on this earth, on this earth. I love you. I love you. And I want to thank you. And I want Want to thank you for forgiving me for forgiving me cleansing me cleansing me washing me washing me in the blood of Jesus in the blood of Jesus my savior my savior and I receive and I receive the gift of eternal life the gift of eternal life by faith by faith in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus amen amen praise God Hallelujah. now if you prayed that prayer with us or you should have prayed that prayer we have materials that we'd like to send to you you can contact us either through our website, which you see on the screen, www.alfc.net, or you can email us at alfc at alfc.net, or you can even call us at 503-692-9673. But please contact us because there's some materials that we want to give to you to help you in your walk with the Lord. Mm -hmm. And this is just the start. It's not the finish. Amen. Accepting Jesus is just the start, okay? Mm -hmm. It's important for you 
to get connected with a local church wherever you may be and and have good fellowship and uh, get involved in your local church wherever that may be. Find a good local church. If you need help finding one, you can contact us and we'll be glad to help you. If you're in the Portland metro area, we invite you to come out to Tualatin and be a part of what the Lord is doing at Abundant Life Family Church. Amen? Amen. We're excited for you. Praise God. Uh, The future's bright for all of those who know the Lord Jesus Christ and that are following his plan in these last days Amen. because Jesus is coming soon. Mm-hmm. Now, That's right. let's receive communion at this time. 1 Corinthians chapter 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 11. And as we receive this, let this be fresh to you today. And this freshness of what the Apostle Paul wrote by the Holy Spirit telling us about the Lord's table, the communion table, It says, starting in verse 23, For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he brake it and said, Take eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner, he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do as oft as ye drink it, in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he comes. Mm -hmm. In those verses of Scripture, brothers and sisters, we have the commandment of the Lord in the New Testament to receive of the Lord's table, to receive by faith, the hand of faith, what Jesus did for us 2,000 years ago and appropriate by that hand of faith, appropriate today, for our lives, and call to remembrance that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Mm -hmm. So as we receive the bread right now, know that this represents the healing covenant Mm -hmm. that the Lord has with His children. He wants you well. He doesn't want you afraid. He does not want you to be concerned about a plague, a virus, the flu, whatever, anything you could name. As we read earlier, praise God, that we've been redeemed from. He wants you to walk in health all the days of your life and walk in the peace of God. Yes, amen. So if you're out there and you need healing for anything in your body, reach out by the hand of faith right now and say this after me. Say, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for your healing covenant. For your healing covenant. That with your word, that with your word, it declares to me, it declares to me that I have been redeemed. That I've been redeemed. That sickness and disease, that sickness and disease has been paid for, has been paid for legally, legally through the body, through the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. Of the Lord Jesus Christ. So right now, so right now, by the hand of faith, by the hand of faith, I believe, I believe that I receive, that I receive healing, healing, strength, strength, soundness, soundness in my physical body, in my physical body. And by an act of faith, and by an act of faith, I say with my mouth, I say with my mouth that I believe, that I believe that I receive, that I receive a fresh touch, a fresh touch of the Lord of the Lord from the top of my head from the top of my head to the soles of my feet to the soles of my feet in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus amen amen hallelujah and is when you glory to God the, yes amen thank you Lord thank you Lord and as you partake this today thank the Lord for those that are suffering with any type of lung uh, uh, um, congestion or just um, sinuses too but if you're having problems with your lungs today maybe with breathing uh, maybe you are under the weather with mm-hmm. some symptoms or sickness. Whatever you're sensing or having or experiencing, 
thank the Lord as you take this bread and say, thank you, Father, I believe I receive healing for that and whatever else you're standing for, for healing in your body. In the name receive of Jesus. Receive that by faith in Jesus' name. Thank yes. you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Now, you don't have to have something called out. That's right. That was a word of knowledge. Mm -hmm. Somebody's got respiratory, something going on. Something going on. So you take authority over that and mm -hmm. say, in Jesus' name, I believe, I I believe that I receive. I believe that I received yes. because it was bought and paid for legally 2,000 Amen. years ago. That's right. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And this is the way you stay well. Mm -hmm. You celebrate. The healing, divine health belongs, belongs to you. That's right. Today. Amen. Amen. Now, the cup that we hold represents the blood, the spilled blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So right now, as we receive this cup, it represents that spilled blood for the remission of our sins. That's right. And as a believer, when we receive this, we're looking back to Calvary and thanking the Lord that we don't have to go back and sacrifice animals and spill the blood of the lamb. Jesus was the final lamb, the lamb of God that was slain before the foundation of the world, the Bible says. Amen. And so in the Old Testament, they had to slaughter animals. The blood of bulls and goats had to provide an offering for the covering of sin. But now in the New Testament, the blood of Jesus, we call to remembrance this day that by his blood, we can receive forgiveness of sins, Amen. become a child of God, be born again, and then moving forward in our walk with God, receive forgiveness of sins as we need it, according to 1 John 1, 9. Mm -hmm. So Lord, we do give you thanks Thank for you that Jesus. today. Thank you, Lord. And we celebrate Oh, what you did for us in bringing us into the Father's family. We love you and we praise you and we thank you for that today. And thank you for the forgiveness of sins that we receive when we ask. Yes. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. The Lord is good. He is always good. He is good to his children. And praise God, He wants to be good to you all the days of your life. Mm -hmm. Such a joy to come to you today. And as we uh, stop for today, we'll pick up next time with the help of the Lord, right where we left off. Go out, share the gospel, share the good news that Jesus Christ is not just your Savior, but He wants to become the Savior of those around you. Tell the good news about what Jesus has done. Go out and spread that good news as far as you can. Get out tracks mm -hmm. and help people to come to a saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus. Amen. He's coming soon and we got work to do. Mm -hmm. We need to win souls and bring them into the kingdom. Mm -hmm. In the name of Jesus, amen. amen. God bless you.